I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, you guys. It's episode 41 of Please Advise. I'm here today with Christina Lopez, who recently just confessed to me that she's an introvert. That just happened. And you want to know what's weird? I'm kind of an introvert, too, but also an extrovert. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can put it on. Yeah, me too. You can put it on. Actually, yeah. sometimes I've I seen you I can be you at, really charming. I've seen you at parties. I know. What is that? I discussed this in my upcoming ebook, The Alcoholic Bitch You Ruined Your Life. Actually, I think it's out right now. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'm actually probably a New York Times bestseller. So I'm just going to introduce myself. I'm Mal's New York Times bestselling author of an ebook called The Alcoholic Bitch You Ruined Your Life. Please go buy it. Um, I'm about to sell my gold for cash. Uh... I want to ask you the question of the week first because I always forget to ask you guys. All right. So this is something I worked up at my apartment today. And you can only imagine the dark places my brain went to to get here. Have you ever had a sexual fantasy involving a couple from a scripted network television show? So like, have you ever had a sexual like maybe like you were getting done by like Raymond and like Patricia Heaton or like maybe like the people from Yes, Dear, like they were just like strapping one on and like going I don't know who was on yes dear like an according to Jim moment why are you naming all these like long running (laughs) sick multi-cam sitcoms that people didn't really watch I think America watched them I don't know when we talked to honey but yes certainly um Uh, our guest, our guest today is Daniel Van Kirk. I met him because I did uh, a podcast that he co-hosts. Is it fair to say you co-host? Yeah, I'm a co-host of it. Of uh, the Sklar Brother County. Yeah. 
And it was really fun. And afterwards, fun. I was like, I enjoyed you. I feel like we have more to talk about. Let's take it to please advise. I was in. And you're a straight man. Today. Which we, <laughs> that's exactly. Thank you for leaving <laughs> that option open because you never, never know. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Like Tonight's Schumer a new says, night. You know what I'm she saying? Be- Amy Schumer believes in love at first sight so hardcore she won't look homeless people in the eye. Because <laughs> what would you do? You're that's stuck. probably true. Actually, that's one of my questions on do you fear that, except not that. It's like, do you ever fear falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? Sure. And most people, like guys always say yes. Women, actually one woman said yes. But yeah. Well, do you want to hear an interesting statistic that I read? This was years Please. ago. They asked women, would you marry, and it was like, what's his name? Patrick Dempsey, Matthew McConaughey, David Beckham. Right. And like 78 or 81 percent of the women said yes. Mm-hmm. Then they said, take the same exact man, did not finish high school, works at a Burger King. Would you marry him? And the percentage went down to like 30, yeah. 20 something. It was low. So then they asked men, Scarlett Johansson, Charlize Theron, Amy Schumer, whoever. They said, would you marry them? 80 something percent of the men said yes. Then they said, didn't finish high school, works at Burger King. 75% of the men still said yes. So like a guy. Because about that vag right, and so, women, straight women want security. Yeah, or a guy is like, oh, she's a stripper. God, I, that'd suck if I fell in love with her because I'd probably go through with it. Whereas women are like, no. Right. No, that doesn't, that's not good criteria. Wow. That is a very shocking and interesting statistic. That is really shocking to me, actually. I mean, it's not. It's so not because, I mean, we see George Clooney dates waitresses. But now he dates like, you know, he's married to like a queen. But he was all into that waitress game for a really long time. I don't think picking up a girl at the Tropicana pool was an issue for him. I think, can I ask you if if it just goes back to the old, like, I don't know if sexist is the right word, but just uh, gender beliefs that I'm not marrying a woman to ever take care of me. And sometimes there are women who still believe that way. That, how would I, that this men guy, have to take care of them? That yeah, like yeah. this guy, will, he's not going to take care of I us. I think it's a primal. whereas a guy's never really wor- like worried about whether or not the woman's going to provide for their family. I mean, so I she can still she her titties still provide milk oh, if com- she works no, at I, Burger yes. King. You oh, know, what I'm, I'm not saying? in this line. No, of this thinking. is what I'm, I'm saying just... is that's what probably the average man is like. Well, she doesn't really need to do more than serve fries and get milk out of her titties for our whole family. Right. That is what <laughs> much. By the way, I have not talked about this on the podcast yet. But when we when Derek and I went to South by Southwest, there was a cab driver who was obsessed with asking Derek if he drinks my breast milk. And Are you he lactating? said he's no. And, and I am not lactating. Fair he, question. Fair he question. Asked, he asked Derek if, if why? I have A's. I, but what happened was, is like. You can lactate with A's, Molly. I know. Trust I know me. you can lactate. You can just. <laughs> um, but then he kept saying to Derek, you have to go on the bed, lay on the bed and cry like a baby to stimulate her mammaries, her mammary glands. I would. I can vouch that that doesn't <laughs> or, work. Like, make her forever dry and never want to sleep with you ever. Again. I, Derek and I, and I said to Derek Honey, when we I'm got gonna up, I'm gonna go into the bedroom. <laughs> I'm gonna crawl into the bed. I'm gonna get a good crying jag going. I want you to come right. in and let me milk you. As soon as you're done watching this, 
And the worst thing is, is like, that's the kind of conversation that's so weird that you want to think you're special. Like, you want to think that he doesn't bring up the mammary glands to almost everyone that gets in the cab together. But he was obsessed. Yeah. If a guy's throwing out that question, (laughs) I would would say, are you writing a paper? Is this like a right. you're doing some sort of social experiment? Is your internet out and this is what you want to jerk off to? I think <laughs> on a future podcast, your question of the week should be, would you let a man lactate you? Yeah. yeah. For for if you weren't having a kid, right? Yeah, just in life. Or if you were. Although all of my friends who have kids have yeah. tried their wife's breath. Yeah. Actually, I think I brought that up in the cab and I said to Derek, like, would you like, would you at least try it? And he was like, no. And I was like, maybe this was a one on one combo that I I don't know if he'd appreciate me. But actually, you know what? I think he would appreciate me making it public knowledge that he's not dying to drink my breast milk. Well, dying to and taking the option. (laughs) Right. I would take the option. Also, every guy's any guy who tells you he doesn't know what cum tastes like is lying to. Really? Oh my God! You're 14, 15 years old, and you you're like, like stick a finger in it, <laughs> and you can see. For the listener at home, <laughs> I'm gingerly licking the middle of my forefinger, uh, or just that's real as fuck. lack of control. I mean, that thing. It, Sometimes it goes. Yeah, you're yeah. shooting. Bolt, you're shooting. It, that's a 12 gauge when right. you're like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. yeah oh and you're man. Like, oh, oh, I got my. Mm. Maybe Mary Kayla Turner was onto something. She seems to be a very fertile woman. They have to stay together. They. Oh my God. Did you see the interview? No. Did we talk about this? No. I feel like we did though. Uh, we talked a lot about pedophilia and how I'm like, yes. go female pedophiles, get it. But um, <laughs> what? Just because I think that like. It's like another sign of like gender unit, like equality, because you we hear all, all about these men all the time. We rarely hear about the woman. It's like seeing so a friend compared it to it's like when you see a woman on the America's Most Wanted list, you're like, OK, well, at least mm-hmm. everyone's doing the same thing. It's like when I sh- saw that there was a show on Discovery ID or whatever, it's like women who murder. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself. <laughs> Can you even get two seasons out of this? Yeah. But then there's a lot more than you ever hear about. But 90% of Datelines are about like the husband that wanted the insurance policy or something like terrible. Can we also say that we completely skipped over the time that a stripper shot me in the face with breast milk? Are you for real? This girl was like (laughs) dancing. I told this story on my first appearance on the Crab Feast, which is uh, a podcast people should listen to every week after this one. Um, this girl was like dancing and she was like, you think I look good? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm not a big strip club guy because right. to me, they're very like lonely. Can we get a name? Of the strip club? Yeah. Yeah, it was Little Darlings in Vegas. Oh, okay. I was and, thinking like Seventh Fail. Oh, no. Okay. So I was there with a friend who is in a show at Caesars Palace called Absinthe. Mm-hmm. And people who live in Vegas always have the place they want to go. Like, no, 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 no. We're not going up there. Well, I got a place, you know. So they want to take you off the strip. And so we went to this place. It's a very, very long story. But we end up at the strip club that his friend was there. And his friend's one of those guys who knows all the strippers' real names. Ugh. Like gives them rides places. And he keeps being like, get a dance, man. Get a dance. I'm like, you know, it's, I'm fine. Don't come on. They don't even look 18. I'm like, that's not a selling point. Right. So 
Finally, there was this girl. I'm like, all right, man, uh, we'll get a dance with her. So she's giving me the dance. And she's like, you like my breasts? I said, sure. Yeah. Then uh, she goes, you want to see me squeeze them? I'm like, all right. She goes right to left, pinches her nipples, and just full on facials me in breast milk. Oh, my God. And I'm like. We just made a memory. Is oh my god! But wait, is that either like grounds for firing, or is that providing She's a like, kink? I just had a kid. Like no shit. Do you think she was into the kink of it, or I don't know. Wait, was was it intentional? Yes. Maybe she knows then my she cab goes, driver. Did you want to use my towel? And now I've hit a fork in the road because do I use a stripper towel or do I? You to- use your tea. You just lift <laughs> your did. tea up. I up, used my yep. t-shirt to wipe my face off. And I just was like, what happened to me? It was. It tasted so sweet. <laughs> and I've heard it tastes very sweet. It's like uh, yeah. horchata. Eric will never something. know. Would you ever taste your own? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. See? Yeah. Well, no, mothers have to test the milk all the time. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to like. And also well, like. Heated it up. And definitely. also your babies. Well, your the digestion, like depending on what you ate the day before, like sometimes it's good to know what it yeah. tastes like yeah. because it's about to go into yeah. your kid. Don't do a lot of jalapeno. I am wondering about the pump and dump thing, though, because I know that like if you drink but you're breastfeeding, you got to like get a bunch of mm-hmm. milk out oh. so that the baby can have alcohol-free milk. <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> That's a rum chata. Yeah, exactly. But what do you... How like okay. I was in shock. How long? They yeah. have like little pH um strips that you can dip into the milk to tell if it's good or not. See, you know that, but you don't know that it, women taste honestly, their own breast milk. It was on the Kardashians. That's the only reason why I know. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> That's it amazing. On, it was on the one episode of the Kardashians that I watched. Oh, oh please. We're show. all guilty. We're all guilty. So wait, we have one other major thing in common besides our love of breast milk um chilies yes you love chilies so much that you're kind of like a sponsor they sponsor you now right so yeah i've done some like spokesman work for them really now what does the spokesman work of chilies entail like tell me about okay say tell me how this journey began first of all why do you love chilies used to take myself and my two younger brothers to chilies after church up in rockford illinois that's and, progressive of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Matt and Vance would get like the fajitas and I would get the steak, those loaded mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. And then she didn't have enough money to get what she wanted. So she would always get like a small side or like a burger or something and then eat whatever my brothers wouldn't eat because we didn't have a lot. But yeah. chilies, I mean, sometimes you got to go big. Yeah. So I always love chilies. And then and like that it's after church, too. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah. And then I right. There's a Coles and a J.C. Penny in that trip somewhere too. But uh, so on the podcast that I host with the Sklar Brothers, I always talked about how great Chili's was, and then eventually, I think in October, they were like, "All right, that's enough." People listening to this podcast tell Chili's to hire Dan because he, if he's going to keep telling people how great they are, they should pay him. Right. And I thought like fifteen, twenty people. It was thousands of people over the course of eight weeks constantly hitting up Chili's, being like, you need to hire Dan Van Kirk. This is what I'm trying to do with Nature Box, those motherfuckers at Nature Box. We should have dropped it when you were on County. 
So I blew it. They <laughs> you did not at all. <laughs> so they had me like take over their Twitter uh, in December. You and did it, a Twitter it went takeover. Insane, yeah, because these big companies don't realize like how dedicated and how great podcast fans are. Uh huh. Because they don't. No one passively passively listens to podcasts. You're in their ear. They want to hear it. That's unlike any other type of radio. It's like people probably feel like they're your buddy. Oh, yeah. Yes. But I've had that relationship with my fans for years. Right. But you get it. <laughs> I was on board with that statement. obnoxious thing. But yes, no, I agree. Yes. And so it just went really, really well. And then they hit me up to do, they're launching their new Top Shelf Tacos. And they said, Dan, we want you to go to Chili's, various different Chili's, and we'll just talk to people about our Top Shelf Tacos and why they love Chili's. And so we spent a few days running around just having fun. What and, makes them TS? Why oh, top good. shelf? Like the, the shrimp, the carnitas. So like they're admitting that the other ingredients in the previous tacos were not top shelf. But now no, they, they actually just come on a little shelf that they're on top of. <laughs> That'd be kind of amazing. <laughs> it would be. They do come in this nifty little taco holding device, which mm-hmm. blew my mind. So I'm I want to huge... go to Chili. <laughs> I, oh, I want to we... go all the time. Is it, the Westwood location's closed? I remember we I... drove to Westwood with the intention no. of Chili's. Inglewood, the Inglewood. First of all, the one in Inglewood, yeah, is the highest grossing Chili's outside of Florida. You're fucking it's number kidding three me. in the world. It's packed all the time. It's like a community meetup place, and it's it's a blast. And did you know they serve this drink at Chili's called the El Nino? Yes, I do know that. That is that drink is not fucking around. No, actually, Chili's drinks do not fuck around in general. I, I remember my cousins and I a couple of years ago, we were down on Cape Cod, and instead of going to any other bar, we were like, let's fucking go to Chili's. And we got <laughs> wasted. And uh, it was the best. The best. My cousins Chips were and like, salsa don't drunk stop. Queso all night, triple <laughs> dipper, Southwest egg rolls. I'm like the Brody Stevens of, yes. I've had chilies. <laughs> I've been there. Give me a triple dipper. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I I'm love very it. partial to the nachos. I love them without the jalapenos, so but I just they're my fave. I love. And I had a very special relationship with high school uh, with chilies in high school. As I said on uh, the pod, I said, if you didn't go to chilies in high school, I don't know you because that mm-hmm. was what we did growing up in Massachusetts. You'd go to the Burlington. I'm from Lexington. You go to Burlington and you would go from the Burlington Mall. Like, yeah, maybe get no, you'd go, no, never the coat factory. You would go to like Express, maybe Claire's. Um, maybe you'd like go swing by the food court mm-hmm. to see if there's any hotties there. Do you have a 579? And we did not have a 579. Then it's actually a classy mall, so we wouldn't have that. And then, mm. um, <laughs> and then you we go across the street. That's to- a Carson Perry Scott <laughs> instead of a Bergner's or Boston store. Wow, those are very local to some place that I've never lived. It's like Chicago. the same brand with all different names in different parts of the country. Oh, yeah. interesting. Wow, that's very informative. Uh, then we go to Chili's and then we go to the AMC and like um, make out and get finger banged and maybe sneak liquor in. You've been fingered in a movie theater. Um, n- no. Lie number one in the podcast. Well, I've been, I was, I, I mean, when you're 17. Yeah, no, you, hey, and you it's can, hard to find a dark place to hang out. And your mom will let you shut the door. <laughs> you and live you're your seeing, life. And you're seeing Shrek for the seventh time. <laughs> At Shrek? 
Oh, we can't get into scream. I can't. I can't. No, no, I don't. No. So anyway, so uh, no, but I would go to Chili's all the time. It was like my spot. Yeah. And one time I was actually ashamed at Chili's and learned an important life lesson. So a bunch of my girlfriends and I went and I was not responsible. I know this is also a topic near and dear to Christina Lopez's heart. So just get ready for the storm of commentary that's going to come out of her mouth. Oh, man. So we, uh, some girlfriends and I went and I don't think I was, I think we all like did our thing where we all put in our eight or nine dollars that we owed pre-liquor when dinner cost five dollars. And on the way out of the restaurant, we were stopped by the Chili's manager and he said to us. Ladies, ladies, do you mind if I stop you? And we were like, sure. And he was like, did you have a problem with your service today? We were like, no. And he was like, okay, well, I sense that you guys are about to be going off to college soon. And I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but tipping at a restaurant is a really big sign of respect and it's very important. And I think that we had maybe left like 8% or something, but we were also a bunch of idiot, like 16 year olds. So we didn't fucking like, of course we knew better. My mom was a waitress. That's how she supported me. But like, I didn't know about percentages like as if I could pay attention to that I'm extremely dyslexic and I wasn't in charge of the check so we were stopped basically shamed everyone had to like reach into their wallet and pull out their extra dollar and 50 cents or whatever it was like literally we were pulling out like change because we hadn't we were babysitters Shame like, <laughs> I had a very similar experience on Applebee's when I was 16 is that why you are so anal about tipping because I had a waitress rip me in front of oh. everyone in the whole like dining quarter like me. ripped you here's like, the thing because I like the, if the way you're saying he did it was kind of a way of like I'm gonna just understand that you may not understand something but it right. was so condescending I'm like sure. I well, there's no way it couldn't be I mean being dressed down by a Chili's manager as a 16 year old I was dressed down by a, an Applebee's waitress when I was 16 I can see that in I Brooklyn. Like, yeah. Um, it was in Manhattan, but yeah, New York. And um, I I wanted to tip, but I was with two people who didn't want to tip. And it wasn't because she was bad in her service. They just didn't believe in tipping as other 16-year-olds, which I didn't understand. So I left what I could, but when she saw what we left her, she was not having it, and she ripped us a new one. <laughs> had you guys been having apps, calling her for drink refills? Uh, we had been there for about two hours. Okay, so okay, so she's like, you took one of my stations for like, okay. But I well, was 16, I didn't know any better, and but I knew that we should leave a tip, and it should be 18%, but I just didn't have enough to cover the other two people who refused to tip. Yeah. So... I mean, and ever since then, now I make sure <laughs> I, I was at when I was 16, I was working at a, I think, a hair salon part time. I got yelled at by five people that were all crazy artists. And mm -hmm. I made six fifty an hour, most of which I spent on designer shampoo and manicures. And I, I did. I don't think that I had the fortune this Chili's manager expected of me. So if someone who's listening to this podcast can top that. By being dressed down by a busboy at Red Lobster, <laughs> then please call into the pod. I we got yelled want at to know. by a valet at Claim Jumpers. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's that? Wait, I know what that is. Someone's. Oh, they my have friend one over Stephen here. Stephen Myers is obsessed with that place. Yes, Claim what jumpers? is it? I've never been. I've been wanting to but... go so bad, and they just opened up one last year in Burbank. Yeah, and there's also on the one there's you pass one on the way to the Monrovia Chili's, right? But I just keep driving. Monrovia. What a dark word to come out of someone's mouth. <laughs> B, do you have do you fear that available to us? Okay, Dan uh, Daniel. 
either. We're buddies. Okay. I know people are always like, malls, malls, Molly, malls. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, just whatever. Um, We're going to play a game of Do You Fear That? Okay. Do you, are you a man with fears? Yeah, for sure. Okay, because I'm trying to, we're trying to get the man who's going to admit that he's fucking afraid of things. Because our male guests in the past are like, no, no, not afraid, Why? not afraid. I guess they're just like fucking super strong manly Well, men. I'm not going to lie. If I'm not afraid, I w- but I won't lie to you. Okay. Ready? Yeah, for sure. Do you fear that? Yes or no? Okay. Deep space? Yeah. Fire? No. Food in countries you've never been to? No. The dark? No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult? <laughs> no. Clowns? Huh? Clowns? No. Sleeping alone? Yeah. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. Nah. Little person porn. No. Germs. Sure, a little bit. Saying a new word out loud for the first time. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No one ever fucking admits that one. And I'm like, dude, I like read books with words I don't know. Then I look them up on dictionary.com as was taught to me by my librarian. If you don't know, by the way, the rule is if you know less than five words on the page, it's not the book for you. You got to know, I think if you know four, if you don't know four, that's fine. You can dictionary.com it, but five, the book's not for you yet. No, that pressure of being like, am I going to fucking say this word right? You're an adult. What do you mean? I mean, like you need to, people will accumulate reading skills and vocabulary over time. You can teach an old dog new tricks and you learn new, I learn new words I don't know about dogs, but you can keep learning to read. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that um, episode of the Cosby Show about the illiterate guy who couldn't spell his daughter's raped. name. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> he got raped. Yeah, that was what that was about. All right, uh, the idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. No. First dates. No. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. Sure. I would love that. See, I would just love if someone would diagnose me, and I'd be like, I can oh, take a pill. There's like, a pill oh, for that. Okay. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Then at least you would know. That's what's been wrong with me this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Watching mold grow on nature shows. No. What you'll see when you look in the mirror. Am I afraid of it? Yeah. Sometimes. Lena Dunham's success. Yeah. Dancing in public. No. Singing in public. No. Missing out on events slash parties. Yeah. Having to go to events slash parties. Now, this is interesting. Can I sidebar you? Please. I feel the same way you guys were talking. I didn't want to interrupt um, about the like intro, extra. Intro, yes, because <laughs> do you, I, I wonder if this happens to people who perform or if it's just anybody in general. But if I go into a room full of people I don't know and leave 10 minutes later, I'm going to be worn out. Like right. I will have felt <laughs> like this pressure to basically do a type five. I call it the people. Disney Channel version of myself. Where I'm like, and I just leave and I sink into like my chair. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, or I'll go to a party. I was at South by mm-hmm. and the, I think it was a funnier die party or something. I walked I in. I was there. Really? I was there. This past year? Cause this was like two years ago. Oh, no, this was this year. I was, but I was walked like in. Wayne's same, you know, yeah. the scene. Mm-hmm. I walked in. I think I was there like three to five minutes and I just had to leave. Yeah. I just like I, and I texted my friend Kyle and I was like, I'm sorry, man. I, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. I just had Industry to get out of there. shit is poison. Just, just sometimes anything in general. But then I feel like people who either listen to the show or um, 
just know me as an acquaintance are like super gregarious guy. But there are times when I'm just, I can't handle it. Yeah. I just can't handle it. And I won't, like people will be like, hey, are you still going to come over at six o'clock later? I'm like, yes, for sure. I'm st-. I told you, they'll be like, okay, I'm inviting some people that you haven't met. And I will, it'll cross my head to be like, fuck it. I'm to be going. honest, can I tell I you? I don't want to be on. And I, w- I can't turn it off. It's too much. It's too much. And I think it's why I smoke cigarettes. Because I honestly, leave? I think that the reason why I smoke cigarettes is because it occupies me and makes me look busy so that I can disassociate from everything around me. Well, you know what else, too? You can stand next to someone, both of you smoking for five minutes and not say a word. Totally. Because you're consuming that time. Me, with my fucking shit-eating grin, just standing here. It's like, I'm definitely not filling this space. And it it eats at me from the inside. So the message is, smoke cigarettes. Because <laughs> uh, You, you can, do look cool. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry, but you do look cool smoking. No, but I think that that's a really interesting thing. The more people we have on that are like honest about that aspect, almost like everyone we've had has admitted that that is a fear. And I mm-hmm. think that it's like speaks so much. I cover this again in my book, The Alcoholic Bitch That Ruined Your Life. But I think this is a fear that we all feed into. It's like so cyclical where you just like, you we're all fueling the same anxiety like, machine. You, haven't you ever sat in a room with people you kind of knew, right? And they were all introverts. And you just let lulls like this happen. And I sit there and I wonder, how are you? How is no one saying anything? Right. I guess I'll put on the show then. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, if I is wasn't there, would the they silence? all be okay with sitting there? Yeah. Some Not- people just are. I don't get it either. I think they're all Kudos swingers or something. Like, I do think that, like, if you don't feel the need to, I feel like there must be something. Like, you must have some other interesting vice. Because for me, like, I need to burn off energy by, like, literally just speaking to you and engaging. Yeah. So whatever they're doing is probably like very physically active and fun, like a wild fun orgy or something. Yeah. And so or they, they don't, don't need to talk. They've eaten their nails. Exactly. My nails are on point, but I hate myself inside. You bite your nails? I don't. That's what I'm saying because I get it all out. Oh yeah. Performing. Right. Whereas if I, maybe if I introverted it, I they probably pick at their faces and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've sidebarred you. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, that you're a fraud. Sure. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. With or without. Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. Yes, and I that's on them. That's what our last guest said. Spending a week in Times Square. Yeah, I, that would drive I couldn't and I've only been there one time, but just it's too much. I I can't be in a Best Buy for more than an hour. Amen. Someone tweeted at us. They're like, "Why does everyone hate the Times Square question? Like, why does everyone hate being in Times Square?" Oh, and I'm just like, "Because eh. you're constantly being influenced. You don't have the choice of taking anything in. It's, it's like in. living in the Mall of America for you, like it's just it's too much. It's so it's you're so inundated. I just, I just hate like it's there's tourists who don't know how to walk. <clears throat> Yes. Because they just stop in the middle of the sidewalk and take a fucking picture. I will tell you the first time, I'll sidebar now really quickly. When Derek and I first started dating, we we immediately like got very, very close. I wound up flying home to meet his family three weeks in us dating because it happened to be the holidays. We wound up going to New York together, spending a couple nights in Times Square. We got into a snowstorm 
Or were you the only two people in Times Square at four o'clock in the morning? And I was like, first of all, you can't pay for this. Like, I know Tom Cruise had to shut this shit down for Vanilla Sky, and I'm getting it for free right now because I'm willing to sit love in the movie. blizzard. People hate it. I love it. However, however, I had been in Times Square the day before and decided that I was going to take it upon myself to get Derek enough socks, underwear. I was going to get myself a new jacket, and I was going to buy him a surprise pair of Ray-Bans as a present. Do you want to know how much time I had to do this in Times Square? Hmm. Less than 45 minutes. Did you so, win Celebrity Apprentice? I <laughs> kind of did. Yeah. And I said to Derek, because he's so polite and like Baltimore's polite, gentlemanly man. I said, if you saw what I just had to do in order to make this possible, you would not be with me. Because I was like hopping over tourists. Like I was like, oh. like I was just like flying over people. I was like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I was ducking under things. I was like crazy. Oh yeah, no, I'm a complete asshole whenever I go to Times Square. Like I will walk in front of people's photos and they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, really, I have to get somewhere. I live in downtown LA and I've only done this twice. That's but chic, I, I like that. I've had a couple of times where walking a few blocks back to my place, I've decided... I'm not going to move for you. Oh. And I'm 6'2", 220 pounds. If I decide that, it gets it becomes an interesting game. And I've had where people, like, if you're not looking or you just stop as coming towards me, and I've ran into a few people, but I feel like, much like you guys at those chain restaurants, lesson learned. Yes. Thank you. Um Okay, uh, contracting an STD. Sure. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. No. Going through TSA. No. Needles. No. What's in tap water? Nope. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. No, we're, we're pals. Sunday nights. Um, yeah. That you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. No. Commitment. Yeah. Being homeless. Yeah. Change. Yeah. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker. No. Vomiting. No. Bugs. No. Being fisted. Nah. Exceptionally good looking people. No, I don't have a problem with mirrors. Uh, (laughs) Well, no, because I'm also just the fact that you just said you have no problem being fisted (laughs) and <laughs> oh, I thought I said you have a fear of being. Fisted. Well, no, I know, but like realistically, if someone put a fist in your ass, would you be afraid? <laughs> I'd feel so close to that person. Oh, yeah, <laughs> people do have a, a strange way of bringing each other closer to one another. Uh, the dentist. Nah. Death. No. Knowing what your hot dog is actually made of. Nope. Crying in public. I watched it be made. Uh. Sure. Being with a girl who's crying in public. I have a fear of that? No. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit? Yeah. Height. Jail is my number one fear. Me too. I fucking daydream about it. And by the way, two types of people in this world. That's my new theme for this. But there are. There's people that daydream constantly about going to jail and worry about it and have nightmares about it. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that don't. I just, the whole bathroom situation scares me. Terrifies me. Here's my thing. Everybody who has a fear, or even if you just get them to think about it, thinks about being raped, right? Right. Somebody's got to do the raping. Right. Who, who are those people? 
Do you think those people are keeping that to themselves? Like they're trying like trying to follow this. Like uh, oh yeah, like they're like if I go to jail, I know I'm gonna be raping the shit out of people. Like there are the rapists? Who has, well, that brings us back to our conversation that we had on the last podcast about self worth. The people that are <laughs> probably go into jail thinking that they're going to be the rapist probably are like gassed up on themselves and maybe even looking forward to it. In your mind, sexual psychos. In your mind, will you? Would you survive jail? In your mind, I think that I would create such a racket that they put me in solitary, and because I was an only child raised with a single parent, I would do well in solitary. The last thing I'll also say is. Oz prison is more what I think prison's like. And I, when I imagine myself there, I will either die in prison yeah, or I'll end up becoming something so far from myself that there'll never be any going back to live. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to yeah, survive it. I don't think I'm classy or well-behaved enough to get put into a white-collar prison. Like, if I'm driven to the brink, they're putting me in, like, the real shit. Because I get... Do you think you'd end up in a sexual relationship? I wouldn't. Would you, if you got 10 commissary dollars a month, suck your prison roommate's dick every day? Probably. If you had no one in your life. Well, because I know I'd be really good at it. Okay. I'm serious. No, like men. Men know what they want in the equation. And is that like the biggest concession I'm making in my life to survive? (laughs) I might do it. Right. How else are you going to get your camels? I probably would rather... I don't know, because if you get fucked in the ass, that at least, is, unless it's rape, like that, that can feel good for a guy. No, and I think because it's prostate shit. Right. Yeah, it's all about the prostate. Uh, so would you rather? You, would you rather suck a dick or get fucked in the ass? <laughs> Probably get fucked in the ass. <laughs> you, Molly just got up from the microphone. Wait, I just really like You want me to be less is, honest? No, no, because I have been begging the Lord for this sort of fucking honesty because people come on here and they've had their PR training and they know not to say things like, yeah, I'd get fucked in the ass. People come well, on here. Well, I'm not eager about it. <laughs> no, but... But I'm, I, I, we're talking about trying to survive. I just, I feel like sucking dick sounds like the the more cleanly act. Just because I feel like anal, like you're not gonna have like you can't be doing like the uh, anal douche or whatever. Like there might be some uh, centaurum in the mix. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I I'm just trying to live. I'm in prison. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive. All right, back to your fears. Heights. Uh, yeah. The idea that your worst enemy might be correct about you and you are in fact terrible. Sure. Birds. Nah. All right. That was. Do you fear that? Great. So now we know a little bit about you, and we want yeah, you to get I'm vulnerable. <laughs> what? I said, I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? Uh, I was just joking. No, I just feel like you know so much about a person when you hear, like, for example, like, they're not afraid of singing in public, but what? they are. They have major fantasies about having to have anal sex in jail. Yeah, I mean, major all caps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do our calls. First call, please. Hey, Malls. My name is John. J-O-N, not G-O-H-N. Like them weird other mother freakers. But, um, so my question is, right now, you know, I'm 23, about to turn 24. I don't have much security. I don't have, like, a really good job. But I know, like, you know, I think I'm a decent-looking person, but obviously not the best. But, um, I feel like with a good job and good security, like, all tracked, 
a female in my life that I'll do life with. So right now I'm thinking, should I focus on getting a career, focus on that and kind of forget, like, searching for love? Or should I just go free wild, young and wild with Khalifa, song style with Snoop Dogg, and just try to pursue that love and get a genuine girl that will love me and go upon this adventure with me? Or should I just forget about that and just focus on life and working on a career? Thank you so much. Okay, J-O-N. I think it was with an H. No, you think it was? It might have been with a little bit of an H? No. Um, what do you think? Okay, well, so he wants to know if he should, should pursue happiness in his life through relation, relation, finding a relationship with someone else or pursue getting his life in order and getting a job and a career. Using the Burger King statistic. Right. But I think a lot of women like to be... I wish I knew. Where is he from? Always. That's what I well, always say. 626. Do we know what area code that is? 626. Uh, can we go- be, can you Google 626? So we're going to find out where you live. But, uh, or at least where your cell phone's from. Mine says I'm from Boston still. Yeah, but, mine says Chicago. Yeah, I'll never change it. Neither. Roots. Ooh, roots. I've seen the movie. It's from yes. California. Uh, it covers most of the San Gabriel Valley and okay. nearby Christ. areas of Northeastern so of Los Angeles. Yes. And oh, a lot of us. Including uh, Arcadia, Monrovia, El Monte, Pasadena, and West Covina. Arcadia has a heavy Asian population. John, in my mm-hmm. mind, you're a handsome young Asian man driving to and from that Arcadia Nordstrom where I once dated a guy who sold shoes when I was uh, 21. Anyway, um, I <laughs> want to just say really quickly that I think a lot of women like to be before the record deal. Like, that's how I always was when I was dating, where I was like, if I have faith in someone, I will date you no matter what you do as long as sure. you're ambitious. Right. And I will be with you like ride or die. Like you're a cookie lion. I was just going to say, I'm a cookie lion. I am like, I will. And I would, I would. Is that a type of Girl Scout cookie? I don't. No, I'm just joking. That is empire. Okay, good. Okay. No, because I would. I am the kind of girl, John, that would go on a crack run for a good Well, here's the deal. Nobody, Nobody wants a ride from a stalled out car. So go do what you want to do with your life, and you'll find someone that wants to get in the passenger seat. Amen. Wow. That that is, go for that. If you are pursuing what makes you happy in your life, and whether that is being a stand-up in Minneapolis, which has a great stand-up scene, but like being a stand-up in Minneapolis. An oddly great stand-up, right? Or, Or... a, a woodworker in Cleveland, whatever that is, that is your thing. That's your passion. That's what you want to do. You'll eventually, just in the course of grocery stores and Chili's restaurants, you'll run into somebody who's like, what are you into? Oh, I don't share that interest, but I like your drive. I like what you're going right. for. They always say, and by they, I mean general public, um, women love confidence in men. Absolutely. Confidence is everything. Confidently go towards what you want in life. Yeah. And if you meet somebody and you're doing that and they like you, let's just first and foremost, and want to treat you well and encourage what you're doing, then that'll just fold into it. But to like compartmentally 
go after one thing or the other. So you're going to have a job and then in, have no interest in meeting someone Here's, or you're going to like right. interest in meeting someone and have no drive in your life. That's what I was just about to say is it's like it's that thing that we all did. I don't know if you did it, but I, I made plenty of time for dating and plenty of time for work. But I would say at the same time, I had no work life balance mentally in my life in my early to mid to even late 20s. No sense of like real work life balance is in like if I'm going to be in an actual adult relationship, I'm going to make this work by balancing both the thing that pays me, feeds me, makes me happy in that way with right. something that fulfills me in a family sort of feeling. And that's something that I, I didn't learn that till my till I was almost 30. Right. So I just I think that if you're young right now, I see that you're seeing the black and whiteness because maybe you're seeing a lot of people who are also struggling with that black and whiteness where it's like, do I spend all my time chasing pussy like night after night out at the club chasing puss or it's not going to work, never works, might lead to some fun adventure. Sure. Maybe you're taking that 400 drive, $400 drive out to Las Vegas in an Uber. But I think that you also need to just uh, maybe, you know, work on yourself. You're, I'm assuming you're in your 20s, J-O-N, and I'm assuming that you are just trying to build up all aspects of your life. And I think that the general question really is how do I f like feel secure? Because you're looking for security in both areas. Right. You can't force someone to find you or you to find them, but you can force yourself to pursue the things you want in your life. Be an so active participant. Yes. So actively go after the thing you can do. Whatever that passion or that love is, go after that. If the opportunity comes that you meet someone along the way, there's something pretty great about spending your whole day doing something you love and spending your night eating takeout Chinese with somebody you love too. Yeah. But don't just pursue the thing you can control. Be open to the other thing happening. Daniel, you're fucking killing it as a guest. <laughs> Wait, can I get an up top from you? Now you guys can't hear our high five. I'll make happen, the sound man. for you. Next call. Hi, Malls. It is Alice calling again. Um, thanks for always being so good about answering my questions. I really appreciate it. You really offer great advice. Um, okay, so my current thing right now is, um, okay, my mom, my mom and dad split up when I was like 12 years old, and she was kind of like nutty, like she cheated on my dad and like made it about like, made it like my dad's fault and like just... She might, like, be, like, a little, like, bipolar, but she's, like, anti-medication, anti she's, like, super religious, and, like, she just, I think she was just kind of done being a mom. I'm one of seven children, by the way. I'm the middle child. Because um, she kind of, like, did a bunch of shady shit, and, like, by the time I was, like, 18, I was kind of like, you know what, I think it's just better and just more positive to not really have a relationship with you, so I kind of just, like, phased her out, because she's just, like, drama, she just, like, puts all my younger siblings up against my dad all the time and, like just talk shit about him and it's just not necessary because my dad's not a bad guy at all um so now it is six years later I'm 24 now and she got my little brother a puppy and that was like a year and a half ago and the puppy got he got really sick and had this like super rare disease and he just passed away um but right before then she offered to like take him back home to her house in Utah and, like, try to, like, care for him and, like, kind of nurse him back to health. And it was, like, really sweet of her, and it's been so long, and she just seemed really normal. 
and, like, the fact that she cared so much about this dog that I care about, too, like, it brought us kind of close, like, just in, just strictly about the dog. Anyways, since um, the dog has passed away, it was, like, really emotional for everybody. Um, so it was kind of, like, a tenderness, I guess, between us. Like, it was sweet of her to help out with it. And um, so now she's, like, inviting me to the Cayman Islands for the summer, like, for, like, a week in the summertime. And, like, my older siblings don't talk to her. My dad doesn't talk to her. But I said yes because it's, like, it's the Cayman Islands. And, like, she's been cool, like, lately. But I'm really nervous to, like, tell my siblings about it because I feel like it's just kind of, like, shady of me to, like, take advantage of vacation. But she's invited me in the past, and I said no. Okay? So what do I do? Like, is it okay that I'm going? And should I, like, care if my siblings get mad at me for going? Thanks. Sorry about the really long story. Love you so much. Bye. All right, Alice, sweetheart, I'm just going to start this by saying that your mom was happy to volunteer to take care of a puppy, but she wasn't there for you when you were growing up, which I think is interesting because I'm going to go ahead and as a non-psychologist, just diagnose your mom as a severe narcissist. I think that your mom's a narcissist. And when you deal with a narcissist, they love to bring you closer and then push you away and then use things like the death of a dog as opposed to, I don't know, her not being there for you and you at the age of 18 having to make the decision that you're basically on your own for the rest of your life. You can't count on this mom person that like birthed you into the world. Uh, Also, these people. Troublesome. Uh, people like this tend to deal in two types of currencies, conflict and leverage. So more conflict is how people get close to you and farther from you. And it's like a constant fucking life accordion. With these right. People. And so they need that conflict to keep moving the accordion. If you take the conflict away, you'll either see the relationship die or in the best of all random rare scenarios, that person removes that currency because it it no longer becomes effective for them the other thing they use is leverage so if you go on this trip any future conflict you have this will be your mom's leverage but we just had so much fun in the cayman islands also did you see the beach you can be in a gorgeous place and have a pretty shitty time like it doesn't it's it's the cayman where we're better to fight with your mom than the cayman islands here's what i will say I think that at the age of 24, Alice might be starting to get to a place where she's self-actualized enough to go on a vacation with someone like her mother and take it for what it is. It's a trip to the Cayman Islands. You don't have to like... Is it hand in hand? You guys going to be doing zip lines together? I mean, I don't know, but it's like... My mom and I did do something like that. By the way, we both got kicked out of Senor Frogs together in Cancun for my 19th birthday. That's a memory. Um, <laughs> I know banana daiquiris for days, but I definitely uh, I think that I don't know. I would go on the vacation. You're young enough that you can rebound from this. She sure. is right. That's How many saying. trips? Like, you, yeah. Just already have the <laughs> mental mindset to not to disregard the perceived leverage from having gone. You have to treat all people like this, like alcoholics. Like yeah. you're not going to be surprised if they don't. Like like you cannot like be surprised. Two days before the trip, mom's like, you know what? I don't want you to go with me. Okay. Right. Like, and you just got to always be like, all right, 
Sure. Because you don't expect anything more, which is hard because you're a person and it's hard. Expectation management is difficult. I've dealt with this in my personal life. And usually the best thing to do with people who deal in conflict or just kind of toxic is lower your expectations so, so low. If they're like, this year I will be there Christmas morning. I promise I'm going to be there. Mom, I'll be there. And you say, okay, great. Christmas Eve, they're like, I don't think I'm going to come tomorrow. Okay, great. They sh- Hey, I'm here. Great. It's just you don't have any expectation level. And eventually someday that person may say to you like, why do you not seem to give a fuck whether or not I'm going to be at your recital or right. be there for your wedding or whatever? Because people do that with weddings and shit too. And Alice has a really good boyfriend, which I think is like that's some backstory uh-huh. that I should point out is she has a really great boyfriend. So she's identified she's positive relationships a in her bit. life. Yes, That's exactly. great. Yeah, she seems self-aware to the scenario. We talked about this when you were on Sclarbo County. Yeah. That we were like, no, I know exactly what this is and I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, like if you're self-aware enough and you can have a super low expectation and know that in a year you and your mom might be not as close again, then go on the trip. I just don't want that emotional, like I do, uh, I fear emotional whoring like post, like post trip being like, I just did what is it what it is we said we both do when we like feel like t- we need to we need to be the extrovert in the room where it's like you just leave and you're like yeah. like nothing left right i fear that for you but the best thing i can say to you alice is like you can just just be aware of all your options and email me because i feel like you really need it please advise at gmail.com just tell me who you are in the email i'll send you a free copy of my ebook because i feel like you could really benefit from it <laughs> i'm just gonna and i'm not saying that to even plug my book i just feel like girl we got a lot in common my mom's great but we got a lot in common so if you want the book if you haven't already bought it um email me and i'll send you a free copy okay we have a letter daniel's gonna read it yes hey Miles. I'm emailing because although I'm from England and a queen, the? Oh, I'm not the queen of England and international rates are insane. So that's why you're getting an email. So my issue is I've had some problems with depression and anxiety since I was too few to mention, which has led me to not much. I attempted to really get my shit together a few years back and started therapy, good on ya, and went back to school so I could go to university because I've got plans, you know. So anyway, therapy unearthed some stuff, which resulted in alopecia. knew that word. Uh, Resulted in an alopecia moment for myself at the same time that I got into one of the best universities in the country. This time period also coincided with my dad's various addictions having dire consequences. Hey, HIV. That was exclamated. Needless to say, my educational career was not a successful endeavor. I'm now 27 and still have plans, you know. I'm in therapy again, and I'm taking some time to really work on myself, as well as taking the occasional junior researcher job in the factual entertainment programming, thanks originally to a connected friend. But I keep freaking out. I feel like I'm a failure for not having a degree. I feel like I'm too old to start trying to make shit happen for myself, and I feel like my personality is such that I could be letting good people down at any moment. Do you have any advice for me? Should I just forget about trying to fulfill myself and just calm the fuck down? Please advise. Okay. Well, all right. All right. 
Okay, so first of all, you also need to eat. I'm giving you a book too. Ask please advise at gmail.com. Tell me who you are and I will give you I'll we'll fact check it and give you the book. Um girl, I have a brain that well, is you worth pictured it being a girl. She, I just think she's a girl. Yeah, she says she's a queen, but she's, she's a queen. The, or I guess she and I oh, think I she's a gay guy. I, re, I refer to myself as a queen a lot, so oh. I think that she's saying queen cuz gotcha. I'm an Irish queen. Sure. Um I'm a Dutch queen. um but what i was gonna say to you is that um i have a brain that is worth hundreds and thousands of dollars and no one care like no one cares no one asked me where i went to school no one asked me what i majored in no one like it is i just happened to be in a fucking school great school system then i got a, a significant scholarship to a great school and I I have a lot of education behind me and I am a retarded like full blown like definitely what I think what I fantasize about when I ask people and do you fear that is that they're like when they say like they're going to diagnose you with a mental illness I'm always like please stay down syndrome please stay down syndrome like please just like give me something that I can understand why I'm barely functioning on an intellectual level all the time but also like Whatever, like life experience is more important and you deserve that job. Don't you agree? Yeah, well, so the the crux of this email, of this letter, is that she feels like she missed the boat, right? It's At too late young for me. Age. And you know what? Not true. John Hamm, we often reference on this show. Okay, this, I hope this, this is a good point that I'm probably going to tell in a way that's douchey. Our mutual friend, Jordan Rubin. Yes. Had a Christmas party. I yes. went to said Christmas party. Yes. I'm sitting there with John Hamm and Jeffrey Ross. Right? Yes. And this is a cool story that I don't think John would mind me saying. He was talking about how he was directing a couple episodes of Mad Men. And Jeff Ross says to him, how cool, man. You will go from like the star of the show to directing. Like that's a crazy jump. And John goes, how about just going from being a waiter to a couple years later being on a TV show. Like, that's the crazy jump. It's never, you don't miss any boat. Never. Ever. As long as you're open to the boat. And this is my whole life. You got to be open to the boat. Yeah. It is the people that I see. I don't care I if see, it's Penny's boat. I don't care. <laughs> the, whatever boat you were saying, be would open to whatever boat. As long as you're people open to the home, boat. People move home from LA, and I've said this before on the pod, right. I'm not going to be repetitive, but Go I ahead. will just say whenever someone moves home, I'm like, fuck yes. Because you don't really want it. And if you really want it, you'll get it. Don't quit. Don't quit. Although I will also say this. Let's say something happens in my life that I can, I'm no longer here, or the king of Hollywood looks at me and is like, it's never fucking happening. Who's the king of Hollywood? Who knows? It's probably some Catholic. But I, I said, but they were like, you, it's never going to happen. Whatever. What's the worst? The worst case scenario is I move back to Rochelle, Illinois. I live around my family and I get some little job having a little place of my own. Yeah. Right? That's not I've actually optimal been, for me. Yes. That's not what I would choose. And I love my hometown. But I'm saying that's the worst that happens. So get on any fucking boat that you want. 
Because the worst case scenario, my uncle, who's an entrepreneur, said this to me. There's no debtor's prison in this country. I know that you're in a different one. But there's no debtor's prison in this country. Yeah. Take whatever tr- risks you want. So you, oh, you file for bankruptcy. And then you spend five years, six, seven years rebuilding your credit and your life. And then you try another business. Failure is life. Like, literally everything is a failure. It is so few and far in between. And I don't even, like, I have a very, like, sacred... I have a very sacred relationship with the things that I do and do not share in this town because I'm afraid I'm so afraid all the time that nothing's going to work out sure. but at the same time I always have this like deep internal flame that of things belief. are going to work out yes. for me and I'll be okay yes. and Agreed. worst case scenario I know I can paint nails. Right. So there Here's we go. Here's what I'd say she's 27 years old. Yeah. Let's just say she hypothetical. She wants to be a teacher, okay? In five years from now, she's gone through school, she's teaching, okay? And then at 62, she will have been a teacher for 30 fucking years. Right. So what, what's too late? What's too late for anything? Exactly. No, so you got a little George derailed. Clooney says that in Up in the Air to the guy that was a culinary chef minor in some school. And he went to, anyway, yeah. I, I, thought, I found yeah. that to be very poignant when I had a rewatching of Up in the Air. Yeah, it's... What's too late? You had some very valid reasons why things got a little bit of sidetrack. Absolutely. If it's what you want, go fucking do it. Pussy pop all over London, too. I only got to spend five days in London last year, but I will say that I wish I got to explore it more. You guys got drinks. You got peeps. Never been. Curry. Spent 10 hours in Heathrow. <laughs> For like... my 30th birthday. That's what I did. And oh, nice. Yeah, I did it by myself. I went to London and Amsterdam alone because I feel it's very important for a woman to be able to travel internationally by herself. And yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the alone time. I got addicted to the show Medium starring Patricia Arquette. Anyway, all of these things are possibilities. I, I wish some of your callers would start, like if you tell them to talk to somebody or they go to the Cayman Islands, like periscope it. So then you can see them talking to the person or on the beach with their mom. Yes. Well, that's why we have our updates, 323-450-7408. We're going to move on from this. But thank you so much for calling, my queen. All right. Goodbye. Okay, guys, so we have a little bit of a different moment here. We're doing a call with an expert, and this week it's going to be Mandy from Gorgeous Cosmetics. One of you just won a huge prize pack worth $200. I won't lie to you. They did send me a little package that was a lot of makeup, and it's all I've been wearing these days. And I'm not saying that because I'm some sort of like whore for brands. As we know, Nature Box is still not paying attention to me. I need you to tweet directly at NatureBox. Very direct threats. I don't want anything vague. I want very, like, direct, like, you know, stopping short of the White House and their people, et cetera, stepping into your tweets. That's what the kind of... um, Well, like what Dan said. Nothing terroristic, but just show love. Because I know that you guys want Sriracha Cashews at a discount. I know that you want me to have the lifestyle I am accustomed to. I know that in order to keep me aspirational, you have to help me get something to aspire to, which is that Nature Box sponsorship. But right now, we're going to talk to Mandy from Gorgeous Cosmetics, who is a professional makeup artist, a really cool chick, and someone I'm kind of just meeting for the first time, and I have a feeling I'm going to love her. Let's do the call with Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, for everyone who's listening at home, this is Mandy. She is the 
makeup expert at Gorgeous Cosmetics who we just did our giveaway with, but you guys sent me such amazing makeup that I... I'm not like even like, oh, like this is a company that wants to give a lot of makeup to one of my listeners. That's great for me and my company. I actually have been obsessed with your product. I'm wearing the lipstick oh. and the BB cream right now. It's oh so good. And yes. I don't even like, I told Lauren, who's my contact through Gorgeous, I've known her for mm-hmm. a while now online. I told her, I was like, I don't even wear makeup every day, but like I have been since you guys sent me all these goodies because it is such good mm-hmm. stuff. And so easy to apply. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm really glad you like it because that's the good thing about it. For people who wear a lot of makeup, a little makeup, or no makeup, it it, it has that range. Yes, every it, single person, one hundred percent. And that's actually one thing I noticed about it because, okay, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen these working in the industry that you do. But Mm -hmm. there's all these contouring videos on Instagram that scare the fucking shit out of me. I've sent them to my podcast producer, Christina, (laughs) late at night at like 2 a.m. She's gotten a link to like a contouring video. (laughs) And I'm like, how Mm -hmm. does she do it? Because I'm seeing like dark black streaks down her chin one second. And the next minute she has the best face I've ever seen in my life. How do, yeah. how do you even begin to do that if you've never done that before? Okay, if you've never done it, to be completely honest, there's a couple different ways you can contour. And a lot of the ones you see on Instagram are done with creams, yes. which those are a little bit trickier. A lot of makeup artists do those just because it's going to take more work to blend it out. And it, it, is a, it, it can be tricky. I'll be completely honest. So when you see before and after pictures, you're like, oh, my gosh, that looks phenomenal. Right. And then... When you do it on yourself, it can have the tendency to just be like a mess. So what I recommend for people who aren't doing it, like on a normal day-to-day who are just trying it out, use powder. Because whether you're using a bronzer or like our, we have, say with us, uh, Gorgeous Cosmetics, we have a powder contour palette, an 810 palette. Use that because it's more forgiving. You can still achieve the same thing, but powders are much more user-friendly, especially in the beginning. Wow. Okay, that's a great tip. Because you do see that heavy look on some girls sometimes, and it's mm-hmm. and I I try to do. I learned that like if you just take a bronzer and essentially brush like a number three along the side of your face, so you're getting your <laughs> the top your forehead, the inner cheek, and then the chin area. That's like all mm-hmm. I do, but it really does help. Like the contouring stuff yeah. super helps. Um, yeah, and just even doing that, well, just doing that, getting your contour brush or just something specifically more like an angled face brush, like a contour brush, and using that in the way that the same exact way you would use a powder. However, it's going to be so much easier to blend, and you can kind of, you have more control over it, where creams and blending it get a lot more tricky. Okay, but <laughs> wait. It's, super, it's much harder to blend out. So here's my only question. If you're putting this much makeup on your face, because it does, I obviously the creams are more heavy, but if you're putting this much makeup on your face and you have skin mm-hmm. issues, like so many, like where you have a lot of young women that listen to the show, so many people have skin issues. What would mm-hmm. you, is, is this damaging to the skin to wear makeup every day? Absolutely not. No, it's definitely not damaging. If you have sensitive skin, you just want to be aware of ingredients. Um, because depending on the cosmetics company that, or the cosmetics that you're using, just just be aware of what you could potentially be allergic to. And also, 
as an, I'm also an esthetician. Right. So I have that skincare background. You always want to make sure that you're taking care of your skin. Great makeup starts with great skin. So make sure you're keeping up with your skincare and you're doing all the precautions beforehand and taking care of every skin concern first. Protect your skin. Use everything you need for whether it's rosacea, acne, eczema, oily skin, dry skin, mature skin, anything. Combat that from the very beginning because makeup will help, but it's not going – don't rely on that. Well, here's it's the – not. It's, Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Um, here's the thing, because I, I think it's awesome you have an esthetician background. I so, like, have been taught by my mom to get facials my whole life. But at times, they can get really pricey. And if you're in between, mm-hmm. like, being able to afford that $150 facial once every eight weeks or so, six weeks, mm-hmm. eight weeks, whatever is ideal, if you're between that and then never getting them at all, like, what's the at co- what's the at-home routine that you think best is in the middle right that's still affordable where you're maintaining your skin um definitely and it's worth the money that it's skincare can be a little bit pricier but it would be worth the extra few dollars to invest in a better a a good cleanser a good moisturizer eye cream and an exfoliant and i am definitely big on exfoliating my face um as i would recommend to my clients when i was doing facials um, when I was giving facials, you want to do that two to three times a week. You don't want to do it more than that. And those range from anywhere from, I'd say, $20 on up. So it could be $200. You don't have to spend $200. I found some that were really in the $20, $30 range, and you really only need about a pea-sized amount. And you just want to just rub it along your face, get rid of those dead skin cells, because once those are off your face, it can bring new skin cells to the surface. You get new skin cells, brighter skin. It, oh, your skin will feel amazing after that. And it's a great maintenance for A, your skin, and then B, when you're trying to put your makeup on, it's just going to sit differently. You're just going to feel better. Everything's just great. I do have to say, I, I think that everyone should save their money for a Clarisonic. Like, put a little oh bit of money gosh. away and get the Clarisonic because it's so yes. worth it. It is. It absolutely is. I think my battery's dead on my Clarisonic. I'm kind of sad about it. What do I do? Oh, you need a new battery. You need a new battery. Oh, you get. You can actually just go get batteries. Yeah, why don't they sell new batteries? Okay. Okay. Good. Good to know. Because I have all these new brushes, but no way to. Okay. Good to know. This is I, my I own think, shit. I think you can. Ooh, that could be. You know what? That's a really good question. I want to say that you can. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just uh, ask Santa or something for a new Clarisonic. Santa, what's the what's the uh, closest holiday? Uh, oh, my birthday maybe is like directly after Christmas, so I'm done for the year. <laughs> no, we'll we'll come up with something. I I have the tendency to make up gifts. Like I had a minor ear surgery, and I was sending pictures to my family, letting them know what to buy me, as and I was calling to get well soon gifts. Uh, I think that's a fabulous philosophy and I completely advocate that for everybody because I have no fucking nuts whatsoever, Mandy. I will take a gift I don't want after a gift I don't want when I really know no no one wants that for me. No one wants that for them. You are so right that there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey, by the way, just a little bit. Oh, I like these earrings. Happen to admire Mm -hmm. them. Do it. Oh, absolutely. I will take internal pictures on my phone and I'll text them. I'll text different things I want to different people because I don't I don't want multiples of it and I don't I'm not being done I'm just I'm being helpful really because every you don't want to buy someone a gift they don't want so I'm like hey I'm going that extra step 
and helping out. Right? I love that. That is like, that's... So do that for the Clairsonics. Fabulous advice. You're right. I'm going to just start forwarding that Amazon page to whoever I think uh-huh. wants to spend the most money in my life. Um, Absolutely. Hun, so real quick question. What is your personal <laughs> daily routine? My personal daily routine... Okay, here's the funny thing. I like to look natural. But I still I still wear a good amount of makeup. I don't that notoriously takes hours to get the natural yeah, look. Yeah, looking natural. There's nothing natural about looking natural for me. So, um, I of course every day I wash my face in the morning. I put on my eye cream. I put on my SPF moisturizer. I let that set into my skin for a little bit. Um, I will use a primer at times, but for me, I'll be completely honest. I'm lazy with my own makeup. I'm not at all lazy when I do other people. So, Wait, can I pause if- you real quick? Yep, How course, long do you need to let your SPF sink in for? Because I'm a huge advocate for SPF, but I often find that I just, I put it on and then I put my makeup on without, because I, I try to get ready in like 15 to 20. I don't want to be that girl, especially in this California drought. Yeah. Right, right. No, and that's fine. Um, How long? do you leave it on for you know what it varies it really honestly depends on how much time I have which I will sleep in every last second I get so it can be anywhere from I put my my SPF on and then foundation is on straight after that or I eat my cereal or whatever it is it really varies so it's it's not gonna if it's a little bit still kind of that moisturizing feel on your skin that's okay if it's if it's dried and set in that's okay too so it really just is at your discretion, how, whatever you feel, however much time you have. So you keep it, it sounds like you, you know, you specialize in this, but you keep it pretty low key. So you're not doing like the, like the whole like contour thing, which I'm just so fascinated with. That's not something like you're doing every day. Oh no, I do. I do that every day. Um, with me, just because I'm, I'm very busy. I, I contour with powder for myself, depending on who I'm doing makeup for and how dramatic they want to go. And the look they're going for will determine if I'm using creams and powders because I always like to step, mostly always like to step my creams with a powder. I do contour every day of some sort to to an extent. I, I don't always do a crazy contour, but I do like to have dimension on my face. Right. Because I just, I just, I don't want it to, as funny as it sounds, look completely flat. I do like to add dimension to it. So it's always nice to even just brush on a little bronzer on, you know, right underneath your cheekbone, right here, if you can't see me, so it makes no sense, right where you contour on your cheek and your forehead, your jawline, just to kind of add that dimension is always really nice. And it's natural. And, and do you, I'm the only thing I'm thinking while you're saying this, while thinking that it's also very like, yes, okay, I try, I do try, I I do my number threes on the side of my face, but I will say (laughs) that there is nothing more intimidating as a woman than a professional makeup artist because you go out to the club and you're like, oh, okay. So I stood in this mirror for two hours and tried my very best to like line, do the winged eyes, the wings. You guys have a great liquid liner and it was actually the first yeah. liquid liner that I haven't had a complete like emotional journey with. But oh, liquid liner eludes me and mm-hmm. I have lived a life of putting on makeup. And my mom is like kind of like a beauty queen. My mom, my mom actually might have really tainted me on makeup because she looks so good when she's made up that I'm like, then I won't even try. (laughs) But, uh, but makeup artists are so intimidating. Do you find that like you are constantly getting asked questions when you go out? Um, I do, but you know what? Don't ever be intimidated by a makeup artist because really if someone talks to me about makeup, 
boom, I will talk as much as they want to talk about it. If they want to completely pick my brain, I'm just like, I'll give them my phone number if I've never met them before. Call me I'm anytime. the same I have way. <laughs> no, yeah, I have, like, I don't, I don't, it's just, it's odd, but don't ever feel intimidated by them. That's just something that we just do over and over. And of course, you're going to be good at it when you do it repeatedly over and over and over and over and over, you know, but most makeup artists, when you talk to them, they'll be more than happy to tell you how they did it. That's just, if they're passionate about it, they'll, oh, they'll be the first one. Oh, I could, oh girl, I could tell you how I did it. Exactly. Yeah. I I think, I think that's really, that's, that's good. I try to have that, uh, generosity within my own field um wait so one quick question so a lot of quick questions actually I think a lot of people are just very like very confused on whether or not their makeup routine is normal if what they're doing is even okay and while I usually like to use positive reinforcement could we maybe get like your basic list however many number of things it may be of things that you consistently see women do incorrectly that could maybe favor their face better if they were used a lighter hand or used a lighter product or used a bigger, like a better pigment or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I would say foundation and they're on the right track, but if they were just properly shown how to apply it, um, it's not always necessarily the correct color, but even if the colors aren't entirely perfectly matched, there's a way to camouflage that. And so really it's worth just kind of, and there's with the thing now, there's so many different avenues where you could just learn for free on YouTube, on Instagram, on everything, how to apply it. I would say really take just a couple minutes just to see the different methods to apply it. And they really don't take long. When I've done lessons and training, people were amazed by how fast, and how easy it was and what a difference their foundation, like how it looked after they learned a different way to apply it. So just really try to see how to apply it. Use the right tools. Definitely tools will make a, a world of difference in how your makeup lasts, how it fits, how it blends, how it, everything. Now, because I think you're a genius already, you're based in California, oh. right? <laughs> you're based in yes. California. Okay, so can people come see you somewhere to get makeup done by you? Absolutely. Um. You, I, you know, Christina, our Christina, our producer's going me. I want it. Me. Uh. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, if any opportunity I get, wherever I go, I'm willing to teach people anytime. I absolutely like I'm on vacation right now. And Where I'm like, are oh you? my gosh, I get, oh, I'm in Palm Springs. So Girl, get it. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Cause they're like, oh, I know they're going to be out of town. I'm like, ah. No, I want to do it. We're talking makeup. I'm talking makeup. Yeah. So I'm I'm always willing to. So yeah, we I make little stops at our different accounts. So you could visit us there if you ever um, are on Instagram. You can go on our Instagram on Facebook, and we'll do different um, things. We'll post different things on where we can be, where you can get a hold of us. We're also opening our gorgeous makeup academy. So you can drop in for demo classes. Oh my god! Can I go to school it. there? I literally yes. was asking the other night, how can I go to makeup school? Sorry, now I'm slamming on the table and getting yelled at. I want to go to makeup school <laughs> so bad. Can I go yes, to your... Girl. Okay. <gasps> Absolutely. I will be I there. I am sensing a little bit of a side hustle. Christina wants to go too. We are sensing a come side hustle Christina. for us. Please advise. We'll come do your fucking hair and makeup. All gorgeous cosmetics. Like 
pre-prom, whatever. You, we should go wow. to a homeless shelter and do makeup, Christina. That'd be good. Um, I want to know what your three favorite products are from the gorgeous line because I want to keep in mind our our users are economically mm-hmm. challenged sometimes. We also have a lot of, of of readers or listeners who are very economically blessed according to our recent survey. We have girls of all different skin tones and types and even men coming in and mm-hmm. I know a lot of men who use a little bit of under eye coverage. What would mm-hmm. be some uh, products you recommend? Three. My Three of them. My favorite products. My first one is the Base Perfect Foundation. One is that it is an affordable price point, so it can it, it's not an outrageous amount, which is great. I mean, I love that. So it is an affordable price point. It is medium to full coverage, which for people who've never worn makeup is going to sound like, oh my gosh, I don't want full coverage. It doesn't look or feel like you're wearing a lot of makeup. It's like and lotion. It goes on like lotion. Yeah. Yes, and it just gives your face such a flawless look, and it just, it works for every skin tone. It looks, uh, it just looks flawless. It looks like it's it's airbrushed after. That is my number one favorite thing. Everyone, and I know a lot of people, especially in California, who've already had their routine, um, don't really want to venture away from what they already use. Once they try that, they're hooked. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay, what's your next product? My next one would be the eyeline, which you were talking about. Love it. Our liquid eyeliner. It's oh, really I good. Love it. Yes, it's so pigmented. It's a very. It's just you get that deep, that dark black color, but because it kind of has that sharpie point, it makes it much more user friendly. Whereas some of them kind of have little bristly hairs that if one gets out, it's all wonky. You kind of have that funky yeah. little like squiggly line, and then you just fight with it. And it's just a mess, and it's frustrating. It's so much more user friendly. And it, if you are not used to using a liquid eyeliner or you struggle with them, it will be your best friend. That's great to know. I mean, honestly, this has been the uh, adventure of my adult 20s is trying to figure out like my <laughs> I'm just like, what do I do? How do I do this thing that all the girls do? And I don't know how to do it. So thank you. Yes. Third product. You're welcome. My third product, I would have to say, would be the lipsticks. I love oh, them. I don't you? I'm wearing Aren't it right now. I'm wearing the red yes. red carpet, I think. I'm wearing it right now. Uh, don't you love it? Yes, I love them because they're so rich in color. They just, they feel good on your lips and they last. They're just long lasting. They feel good. They're just, the pigment's amazing, which is true for the whole line. Everything in the pigment, or I'm sorry, everything in the line, the pigment is so just rich that the good thing about it is a little bit goes a long way. So it'll last you. So it's not like you're spending, you're dropping a ton of money all the time. It's going to last you. Okay. Wait, Mandy, before I, I thank you so much for calling in. And before I let you go, can oh, I just it. confirm one thing with you that of the, the very best lipstick color of all time is any kind of sparkly pink? Is there a sparkly pink? You no, know, it's like a. Bu- oh. I have one that's a pup, like a bubblegum pink that you guys sent me. Oh, but that you're you- wearing now? No, now I'm wearing red. But oh, oh, that's right. Do you, you agree that, that the best color of all time for all lips is sparkly pink? <laughs> Absolutely, I love pink. Do you like red better? Oh, you know what? 
I can't choose between the two because I get in little different moods. Like at times, sometimes I feel like flirty and girly, so I'll wear pink, but sometimes I'm feeling all like boom and I'll put on red. So they're, they're like holding hands for first place. Okay, girl, you're my type of girl. We have to have you in IRL. Christina and I are going to be attending the Makeup Academy so hard. I'm going to become a. I will become a certified makeup person, makeup artist. I will become that. You'll be doing everyone's makeup. Everyone, everyone, maybe even yours. Who knows? We're going to have so much fun. (laughs) I would love for you to do mine. Mandy, you're so cool. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. You are very welcome. It was a pleasure. And enjoy that Palm Springs fun, that dewy fun. Oh, I will. Okay. I will. Thank you. Bye, honey. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, you guys. That was episode 41 of Please Advise. Can you guys? believe I did 41 of something that's crazy call 323-450-7408 with your questions your updates etc we so appreciate you for being here today Daniel thanks buddy where can people find you at Daniel Van Kirk on Twitter Daniel Van Kirk on Facebook Instagram and MySpace. And I really still out there. Have not shut it down. Do not shut that MySpace down because Mm-mm. they will have There's that. Some comeback. sort of glitter graphic and something from Limp Biscuit playing when you load it up. Thank you so much. No, my best friend Ed still has Kalisa's Bossy as his song, which is just like, all right, no, I'll it's be probably your best too late to apologize. That's what's probably playing. <laughs> you can't. No. Um, hun. I'm very excited to do, hopefully, your podcast, Hindsight. Yes, Hindsight. That's on the Doll Network. And then Sklarborough County on Earwolf with the Sklar Brothers. That's every Tuesday. And then every other month at UCB, I do the Wahlberg Solutions, which is a celebrity character show. And I do my Mark Wahlberg character. And that's podcasted on Earwolf as well. Wahlberger. Okay. Well, I'm so excited. You fucking know it. (laughs) How you doing? It's real fucking good to be here. (laughs) Let's get into this shit. Let's promote Ted too. (laughs) We did. uh, Wow. That's great. That's really great. He does a really good. Will you do Robert Durst for me real quick? I I want to talk about relations. I'm trying to find my brother Douglas. So good. Wait, what happened to your brother Douglas? He he won't talk to me. He tries to avoid me. Please advise. <laughs> bye bye. All right, you guys. That was episode forty-one, and best, best, best. Love you. Thanks for coming here. Mm-hmm.